This is the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. If you're wondering why the J, the answer is I am not a bagpipe player. If that joke doesn't make any sense, I encourage you to check out episode zero, where I explain that joke, as well as the purpose of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast, where we talk about faith, family, fitness, finances, and sometimes fun. Well, friends, here we are in another mobile episode. I just got done uh, officiating a wedding renewal ceremony, which is a lot of fun. Good to do that for some friends. Glad to do it. Uh, it was the uh, first official time that I have suited up and done anything pastoral slash preaching uh, since I stepped away. I went full time with Capitalize. It was a lot of fun to do that. Really glad to be with some friends and had a great table of folks to sit with for the reception. So no complaints there. What a blast. It was really nice. Uh, but you know, I want to jump right in. Um, I don't know how many of you have paid attention, but in the last week, 10 days, um, a very popular influencer who I have talked about here um, found herself in some hot water. Her name is Rachel Hollis. Now, she burst onto the scene with a girl, wash your hair, wash your face, forgive me, um, uh, book, which was massive. Then she, I think it spent like two years on the New York Times bestseller list. And then she came out with Girls Stop Apologizing. That one spent one year or six months. And then the most recent one, I didn't see that coming, spent six weeks. And so she's definitely blown up. Um, she was very popular in uh, Christian circles and the self-empowerment, uh, lady entrepreneur uh, movement. She spoke everywhere. She and her husband, Dave, had a podcast together and we're doing weddings together and then, um, sadly, um, uh, earlier on in 2020, they separated, announced that they were moving towards a divorce. And then her most recent book, um, I didn't see that coming, um, was really her processing all of that in real time. And so it was very strong, uh, very straightforward. Some of her interviews felt like a little bit like maybe her personality had changed. But whatever the case may be, uh, Rachel Hollis is Rachel Hollis, and she had a massive um, influence and popularity, and she still does. But somewhere in the last week or 10 days, uh, she was having a TikTok, and she was talking about um, having someone come clean her house, and which is fine, neither here nor there. I completely expect most uh, people in, in, in that density of schedule would have something like that. And someone on the stream said, hey, you're not very relatable. And she said, well, I'm not trying to be relatable. And then she went on to list some people who have not been relatable in history, uh, Oprah, Harriet Tubman, um, RGB, that kind of thing. And man, oh man, it blew up. Um, the people, people were like, hey, um, are you, you know, comparing yourself to those people? And uh, she made another comment that people felt like was a bit privileged and, uh, you know, uh, misappropriating, um, uh, cultural misappropriation. And just it, it just blew up into a mess. And she lost like 100,000 followers. So she she posted a an apology. Um, but it really was more, hey, my staff told me I should have got get out in front of this, but I. Um, um, well, they were telling me to wait, but I should have said something earlier, but more or less that apology came across as, Hey, this is my staff's fault. And then finally, um, there was a third post where she just flat out said, Hey, I handled all of this wrong. 
So I, I, that's the context for today's conversation. I, I'm not really talking about Rachel Hollis. Okay, that's the context. What struck me was she was saying, hey, I'm not trying to be relatable. Uh, she went on to list things like, I wake up at 4 a.m. and I bust butt. And there were a lot of people offended by that, like, I work 12-hour shifts as an essential care worker, those kind of things. The question I walked away with, because I'm just going to let the Rachel Hollis thing just be the springboard, uh, neither here nor there for this. The question is, how important is it to be relatable if you are in the influencer space or if you own your own business or if you care about growing your social media platform? How important is it to be relatable? And so really, uh, as I was thinking about it, there's maybe just three or four approaches to that, okay? Um, if, if, uh, toward, there's three or four approaches to relatability. We're not worrying about relatability, right? So the first one is this. You can say, listen, I'm relatable, and I'm right there with you. I just happen to have a podcast. Or I'm relatable. I'm going through every single thing you're going through. I just happen to have a business. See what I'm saying? That's a person who's saying, hey, I'm shoulder to shoulder with you in this. I just have an opportunity through this podcast or YouTube or small business where you actually get to interact with me. That is one approach. And you know what? That approach is perfectly fine. You're like, listen, uh, folks, hang out with me. This is just like having a dinner table. You know, sit at the dinner table with friends. You know, we're relatable. I totally get this. Um, I, re I resonate with that approach a lot. So that's one way you can say, listen, I'm relatable, okay? I'm right there with you. Now, the second one is, hey, I know where you're at because that's where I used to be, but now my success is taking me here, and I want to help you get there. Now, you see the difference there? The difference is um, I, I, I know all the struggles you have been through because I've been through them, but if you'll follow the patterns and avoid the mistakes that I have made, I can help you get to point B. There's a lot of podcasts, a lot of YouTubers, a lot of business owners out there who are that. They're like, listen, if you would like to achieve the success or make the money I've made or be as popular as I am, whatever the case may be, I get you. I've been where you're at. I'm your friend. Let me help you get there. Very different than the first one. The first one is, hey, I'm right there with you. The second one is, I used to be there. Let me help you. Okay, those are the first two. I think those are the two most popular approaches to influence uh, social media, whatever the case may be. Now, the third one, I think, is where Rachel Hollis put herself. Listen, I have been through all those things. I've done the struggle. I now have achieved these things. If you want them, great, but I don't care if you relate to me at all. Okay, now that's different. Let's say I've been there, I've done it, I got up early, I made the sacrifices. If you want to achieve the things that I've achieved, I can show you, but I do not care whether you relate to me or not. Now, I bet there are more people out there who have that approach, but just don't <laughs> communicate it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think there was some starkness to Rachel Hollis saying that. She's like, I don't care if you relate to me. You're not going to relate to me. Um, and, but when you do that, there's a real distance. You're putting a huge distance between yourself and your followers or yourself and your fans or yourself or anyone else who's tuning into your content, right? Now, the fourth one is, hey, I do what I do. I've got what I got. 
And I don't care if you relate to me or not. This would be, um, ugh, I'm, I'm hesitant to give examples, but this is sort of the, the ultra-wealthy, ultra-successful. You can learn from them, but watching them, but they really don't care whatsoever. You know, it's almost as if these are the people who don't give the interviews or whatever the case may be. They might be something that you aspire to, but they're not really worried about you at all. Uh, I think I think that one really tends towards some some really unhealthy narcissism. So those are the four approaches to relatability, right? One, shoulder to shoulder, I'm right here with you. I get where you're at. Let's do this together, right? Only difference is, is I got a microphone. Number two. Number two is, listen, I know where you're at because I've been there, but I have achieved some success, and I want to help you get there. That is probably the vast number of influencers. Three, I've achieved it. You can probably learn some things from me if you listen, but I don't care if you relate to me or not. That's what we heard in this controversy. And fourth is, I'm here. It's all mine. I've earned it. And I'm not worried about you whatsoever. And that's sort of like the ultra wealthy, ultra successful, uh, ultra narcissistic. Again, I think most people online are approaching one or two, right? I think so. Shoulder to shoulder or I know where you're at. I've been there. Let me help you get there, right? So the question is, what do we do? How do we get there? Here's what I would do. Um, there's uh, Now, having said that, those are the four approaches. Uh, for you, let me give you a guide for how you can figure out which one you want to be, Okay. So those are the four approaches. Here's your guide. When you are sharing content online, you can either teach from a wound or you can teach from a scar. Okay? You can lead from a wound or you can lead from a scar. Let me explain. A wound is obviously still hurting, right? You're still going through the pain. The scar is I've gone through it. you got a story to tell, right? So if I cut myself, it's a wound. If there's a scar from years ago, then it's already healed, right? So if you're teaching from a wound, you are that first person. I am right there with you. I know where you're at because I'm there right now. If you teach from a scar, you're saying, let me share with you the lessons that I have learned. The question for you to ask is, are you still in a place of being wounded or are you in a place where you have healed and you have scars. I think that's really important because figuring out which one you're at gives you the integrity to speak. You got to recognize, have I achieved anything to share with people or am I still in the struggle? You got to figure it out. Are you teaching from wounds? Or are you teaching from scars? Very, very important. I think when you get to the point where wounds or scars don't matter and you don't want people to relate to you, I think you've lost your audience, or at least you're going to begin to lose your audience. I think we're going to see how that plays out. But if you're trying to figure out your approach, just ask yourself, are you still in a place of wounds, or are you in a place of scars? So, friends, I hope this is helpful. This is my brief observations about relatability. Again, the four types of relatability, I am with you, uh, because that's where I'm at right now. Two, I am with you because I used to be there. Let me help you uh, get out of it. Three, uh, I can help you, but I'm unconcerned whether you relate to me or not. And then finally, there is people who just don't care whatsoever, who are successful, and then people just kind of glean lessons from them. So that's where you're at. If you're trying to figure out which one you are, ask yourself, are you in a place of wounds? Are you in a place of scars? I think it's going to help you get going. So friends, thanks so much. I encourage you, as always, if you could, 
uh, give me some likes or some shares. Um, uh, reviews would be great. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.